Hey everybody, it's your boy Ikuya, and I'm here to talk about the state of the culture. What we talk about, <laughs> man, forget it, man. I'm doing one take. What we talking about PC gaming and pretty much anything that surrounds it. So this go, this is my first time really doing a podcast. So I'm gonna try to do it. If I could improve, let me know on Twitter. Some I'm gonna try to I'm gonna put my Twitter handle in there. So. Go ahead and let me know if it's a way that I can improve. But to start the state of the culture, let's get it. First, we're going to start off with NVIDIA GeForce RTX 2080s. The 2080 is, the from what it looks like with the RTX cards, it looks like it's, since they put the ray tracing and the DLSS for the anti-aliasing, it looks like for this generation, we're not going to have a, performance leap like we did last generation because man going from the 980 ti to the 1080 was a good performance jump but this generation going from a going from the 1080 ti to the 2080 man we have some leap benchmarks and it's showing not to be that not to be that nice actually if you because the card that that's in question um was running 2025 megahertz on a, on a um time spy demo and if you looked at a if if you look at an overclocked 1080 ti you actually see that it scored less than what a 1080 ti overclocked would score so that's kind of to be totally honest with you that's kind of depressing um it's not i was looking forward to nvidia to really show out and they kind of didn't. They kind of was just purely focused on this ray tracing, and I don't think ray tracing is gonna make any difference in gaming for at least the next the next two years. I I have to say they implemented it now, so you have to wait at least like around two years before people actually starts to use the technology. So expect probably like 10 games by the end of next year or something like that to actually support real ray tracing. And the way I look at it is that you have real ray tracing and then you're going to have ray tracing stacked, tacked on. You might see some games where they just tack on ray tracing and it just be unoptimized. More games will do that than actually develop the ray tracing correctly. And then once they do it correctly, then it's gonna be a night and day di- difference. Like, I like ray tracing in the game, like uh, The Witcher Three. If you had ray tracing in a game like that, amazing. That that would make the game so much better to play. But from what they showed us, ray tracing in Battlefield, that's not that's not gonna do it. That's not gonna do it for me, ma. Just gotta be honest with you. But since we're talking about ray tracing, it's a good that's a good segue into our next thing. And which is the there's supposedly there's supposedly um not gonna be a RTX twenty sixty. The twenty sixty card is supposed to be GTX and it's only supposed and it's only support supposed to have five gigabytes of RAM VRAM. I don't man I don't know what's up with NVIDIA with these weird numbers, man. 
the nine the nine seventy with um the nine seventy with three point five gigabytes the the nine the nine eighty Ti with six gigabytes then the what what um the GTX the GTX um ten sixty with three gigabytes the ten eighty Ti with eleven gigabytes I don't know. Now we having a 2060 with five gigabytes. I man, Nvidia needs to get their number scheme down. Man, it's 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 getting kind of crazy if you ask me. Is I don't know. I just don't like the I just don't like the off numbers. Like I like to stay two, four, eight, sixteen. You get it. Even twelve. Twelve is cool with me. But when once you start getting it, dabbling into five, seven, nine, thirteen, it it just it just seems like some type of impurity. I don't know. That's probably just my thought on it. But apparently, with apparently with this um GTX 2060 five gigabyte, um we have a we have a um fire strike and a a fire strike results and we're seeing. 15,000 almost 16,000 points in it so that's pretty fast that's pretty fast to be totally honest with you I'm I'm I really want to see how this thing performs when they reveal it because this this just might be the best card that they released this generation the 2060 or the 2050 Ti those are the two cards that I want to that I want to see because if the 2060 is allegedly doing this type of performance the 2050 ti might not be that far off from it and if it's anything like last generation the 2050 ti just might be the just might be the showstopper in this generation so that's something that i want to see personally and plus you know that's what majority of the demographic could afford 2050 ti's and 2060s as long as they don't go too overboard with the pricing like you've seen them do with the 27, 2080, and 2080 Ti, where they announced the MSRP, but then they released the founders higher. And so the ad and board partners like, nah, B, we're not doing that over here. Our cars is better. So they're going to ship their cars at higher than founders' prices. So I don't see I don't see what's the point of that. It's, it's kind of misleading because when you tell me that I could get a 2070 for like five hundred dollars, I want to get it for five hundred dollars. But if you're gonna sell your card higher than that, then what was the point? I don't know. That's just me. Forget it. So that that's kind of the thing right there. But I really want to see the 2060s performance and the 2050 Ti's performance. I'm really hoping that. The twenty six the twenty sixties performance is actually on par with something with something like a a, tw- a ten eighty. If it's if it's like around that ten eighty ballpark, man, that's a, that's gonna be a steal. That's gonna be that's gonna be a steal. So yeah, let's let's I'm I'm gonna just I'm gonna just sit around and see how that turn out. If that turned out to be around 1080 performance for around $300, hey, I'm snatching that up. I'm not even going to lie to you. So, the next 
topic that we have is that the Intel 9700K and the Intel 9900K. Man, these things are looking promising, but at the same time, disappointing. And if you don't understand what I mean by that, let's just say that that was Pandora's box to you. That something could look so good, but at the time, at the same time, so bad. So, what I mean by that is that, according to leaks and everything like that, performance from these chips is looking nice. Rumors have it that Intel is actually going to solder the chip instead of putting two pates under. So that's going to make it even much better. Even much more better. But man, it's the same underlying architecture. What they might call it, what, KB, uh, Coffee Lake S, S, like, uh, I don't know what they gonna, what they gonna do, call it Coffee Lake Super Sport. I don't, I don't, I just don't see what they, this generation is kind of weird because even though you're getting more CPUs, which is, which I'm happy for, I'm currently using a Ryzen 7 1700, but even though you're getting more cores, the art, the underlying architecture is pretty much the same. I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent the same because I can't say that the CPUs aren't released yet, but from what I could see, they're pretty much identical. Not, mm, yeah, pretty much identical, and that's that's kind of disappointing. But the but the uplifting part is that the performance that these things are showing off, because the performance is a good plus. We might be looking at 5.3 gigahertz overclocks or something like that. And that's a milestone. That is most definitely a milestone. So I cannot wait till these things come out. But I'm kind of weary about that 9700K. The 9900K, I, that, that thing looks like it's just going to be a monster. But with the 9700K, it, it's kind of in a weird spot. Because from what leaks are saying currently is that the 9700K will have eight cores and eight threads. Now I'm not I'm not sure if you're thinking the same way I am, but if you are, then you would think that if something have eight cores and eight threads, will it actually perform better than the previous generation? which was 6 cores and 12 threads. They disabled hyperthreading on i7, i5, and i3 processors uh, for the 9000 series. So if you want hyperthreading, you got to go to i9. But will will that make the will that make the 8 the 9700K perform less than the 8700K? And will games actually prefer the eighty the eighty seven hundred K because they have the extra hyper threading? Because even if you even if you um look at Battlefield Five, let's just say let's just say we play in Battlefield Five and somebody turns on um real time ray tracing. Battlefield specifically um says that they built real-time ray tracing to use as little as 12 threads. They used the 1600X to to pretty much base it around. Now, 
a 9700x a 9700k will be much faster than a 1600x but those extra threads give it if it it alleviates some of the stress that the CV, CPU will have to be under so um so that's kind of my that my mind saw uh, man I I promise you I could talk I promise you I could talk I'm doing horrible right now but that's kind of my mind that's kind of, that's kind of my mind process right now like will the 9700k actually be a better CPU than the 8700k or will we have to jump to the 9900k so that's some food for thought hopefully hopefully the 9700k comes out on top but I don't know I have this like weird feeling that the 8700k is going to outperform is going to outperform the 9700k but we'll see that pretty soon we'll that that's going to be that's going to be tested the moment them things even even hit the shelves we probably have reviews out before they even hit the shelves so i'm gonna keep my eyes out for that all right the next one the next topic we have is that amd vega 20 gpus this makes me so happy and this makes me so mad i'm mad because apparently we're not going to get this in the consumer market which would be so much better because man these things seems like they're just powerhouses just monstrous apparently it's a gigantic jump from the vega flop that we had currently i currently have an amd fury x i was looking to upgrade this generation uh, i couldn't upgrade because vega just wasn't looking at looking as well i mean the performance uh, you talking about on par with a gtx 1080 if you overclock the right way you do the me hbm memory timers this way like uh i'm not looking for that i was looking something higher than a 20 uh than a 1080 but i we got what we got it was a flop it i mean i'm probably still gonna pick one up because it has hbm2 in the card that i have it has hbm generation one just simply because I want to have I want to have a card for every single version of HBM, but other than that, Vega was a flop. Vega 20 looks to be totally different. It's from what I from what we're looking at, supposed to be running on a seven nanometer process. That is supposed to have half the power draw, but around but more than 50 percent the performance. It's supposed to um it's supposed to support AI features. Um it, it's looking really nice to be totally honest with you. I can't wait to see this card when it when it comes out. When it comes out it's more than likely gonna be only Vega Pros and Radeon I mean uh I said Vega Pros, uh Radeon Pros and Radeon Instinct. So we're not going to see it at all at the consumer market. But apparently what the new rumors are saying is that Vega 20 will support a new a new feature called XGMI. GPU to GPU connect. And it's and it 
might be the first GPU to support PCIe 4.0, which will be really nice. Now, HDMI is supposed to be AMD's answer to NVLink 2.0, where you know how on the CPU side of things, Ryzen is multiple dies clipped into one processor. So apparently this is going to utilize that same technology that allows AMD to do that, which is on the CPU side, which is called Affinity Fabric. So this is supposed to utilize the two GPUs and make and make them connect through Affinity Fabric. So I wonder how would I wonder how would they be able to do that and um, make the two make the two GPUs. Will they still be, because it's, it's utilizing Xfinity, I mean, I said Xfinity, Infinity Fabric. So with Infinity Fabric, will it be, will it be um, still seen as two separate GPUs or will it be seen as one GPU? Because that's kind of the thing with your Ryzen CPU, it shows you one CPU die if you go look in Windows Task Manager when it's actually two die in there. So that's kind of my thing currently. Is it going to be one? Is it going to be seen as one GPU, one giant GPU, or is it going to be still seen as a two GPU configuration, just with a more polished interconnect that should alleviate a lot of um, a lot of bandwidth that PCIe 3.0 won't be able to transfer in time. Even though most GPUs on the market, on is there even a GPU that's on the market that maxes out PCIe 3.0? I don't think so. Mainly, if mainly my my opinion on PCIe 4.0 is that because I I don't believe that there's GPUs on the market currently that's maxing out PCIe 3.0. So PCIe 4.0, it will be supported on newer graphics cards. I wouldn't expect to see a a performance gain from it but what I would expect from PCIe 4.0 is that in EVME drives you could get much much faster uh, in NVMe drives at lower bandwidth at, at lower tiers so you can have a PCIe 4.0 x2 and get crazy amounts of speed so that's what I'm going to be looking for when PCIe 4.0 4.0 actually release. So those are just those are just a couple of things to look out for. Um, this is actually my first time doing something like this. This I know it's kind of raw. I know it's kind of mm, how to how to put it. I know it's kind of raw, and I know that the way that I'm doing this is kind of choppy. How I go from step to step. It's my first time. I'm trying to get better at it. Just let me know. Let me know how I'm doing so I can improve myself. And thank you all for listening. I hope that you tune back in. Because this is a process that's going to have to grow with me. Hopefully you do too. But thank you all. I look forward to hear, hearing everything you all have to say. On my Twitter account. Or if this have a comment section. I'm new to this. Thank you.